five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. And we're going to be talking about direct mail again today, but also the Super Bowl. So hang with me. It's going to be really good at the end, I think. I think it'll give you something to think about if you're doing mail or if you're thinking about doing mail. But first, let's have some fun as usual. And we'll go over to the Farmer's Dog, the number one rated commercial on this year's Super Bowl by... Uh, by USA Today's uh, audience participation, and uh, they've been doing that for 30 years. So let's dig in. Here we go. Always take care of you. Always take care of you. I never had a dog. So the farmer's dog, I actually went and looked up some stuff on the farmer's dog, and I found out that the founder had a dog that had a consistent problem with uh, digestive issues for two years. And he tried to find some dog food that would work, and he uh, couldn't find anything. And so he took, uh, his vet actually suggested maybe try cooking up some of the stuff that's on the label of good dog food get the proportions because there actually are serious uh if you just feed a dog all meat that can cause problems uh if you feed the dog all cereal that can also cause problems so there's some mix that's optimal um so he started cooking up his own stuff and the dog got better and so then he and a buddy thought well maybe we could maybe this could be a business and so here's a, here's a, a story about how long, about the life of a dog. And yes, it's a tearjerker. Even my wife, who did have a dog, but not while I was with her. <laughs> she said, there's too much trouble. So in the beginning, the, the little girl says, I'll take care of you forever. That's rare. Usually you get a dog and the kids <laughs> take care of it for about a week. So she said, it's going to be my job and I don't want that job. I got enough problems. I got enough children. Anyway, um, so the brand on Facebook says, any dog person knows nothing matters more than year, more years together. And that's what inspired us in making our latest TV commercial, celebrating the full, healthy, happy lives we want all dog people to experience with their best friends. These messages are kind of tearjerkers, too. This was the only commercial of the game that made me say out loud, out loud even, damn, that's a good commercial. Well done, Farmer's Dog. So this is the first time they've ever done an ad on the Super Bowl. Um, it's rare that the, a first-timer gets the number one award. It did happen in 1984 with Apple's famous, iconic 1984 uh, Mac introduction commercial. Where the, where the lady comes running in with a sledgehammer and breaks the screen. And, and uh, that's all I remember, to be honest. Um, so anyway, the farmer's dog, the name came from the apparently true, true fact that uh, farmer's dogs tend to live longer. And vets aren't quite sure why that is. It might be that they live outside, you know, they have a doghouse instead of living inside and getting pampered all the time. I don't know. That's what I think. 
But anyway, Eve, thank you for that. Uh, I had a hard time finding stories about the ad. Uh, apparently, they spent about $14 million in getting that done. Um, but it was a long ad, too. I mean, yeah. a 30-minute spot is $7 million, so they could have paid just that for the airtime. I don't know. But it sounds like that was the whole banana, so I don't, I don't know. But when I searched for the farmer's dog, I found uh, several other pet food companies preempting them for paid promotion on on uh, on what's or on uh, DuckDuckGo. I didn't check Google, but my guess is it's the same thing. There's a lot bigger, there's a lot bigger companies. But well done. Okay, now um, last week I talked about. Oh, wait, before we go over there, uh, before we go over there, I want to just talk about the WDMA is now on Spotify. Yesterday, I took, a, I took an easy day and got us up on Spotify. So there's now 107 podcasts with all their little names and everything so that you know what you're looking for. Uh, the best thing to search for is actually Miglosh, probably, if you can spell that. WDMA brings up some singing group by that name. Uh, you might try WDMA-Daily Marketing News um, or try Daily Marketing News. I haven't tried that yet. But anyway, so Spotify is now up there. We also have iTunes, I believe. I haven't checked that so I don't have an iTunes account, but I do have an Apple account, and it is on Apple Podcasts. So it's on Apple, Spotify, and uh, YouTube, and on Google. So no excuse. So if you like podcasts better, then this is the place for you. I do lightly edit the podcasts. Sometimes I take out the commercial. If like today, there wasn't much uh, going on, mostly just background music. And uh, we'll see what they think of that. Apparently they don't mind as long as I use YouTube. Um, so don't forget to go over there and try some podcasts. Maybe hit the follow button. I uh, I don't know how it all works, but um, but it's a very easy, convenient way to get your daily marketing news while you drive, for example. So, postcards versus letters. Now, I did this, I did an article by this title last week, but it was actually from three years ago. And uh, I found out what happened was that when I clicked on Simplify, it went to the earlier, a different, completely different version, which is crazy. So it went to the old version. This is the new version. New updated January 27th, 2023. So it's all updated. So direct mail should be be a serious consideration, especially in this case, they're talking about B2B, generating leads, and diversifying your marketing strategy. There's a lot of options that you can have for direct mail packages, but uh, Kent uh, focuses on Postcards and versus letters, letter format. So you need to have an emphatic call to action. That's something that, I mean, you don't have to have it. I saw a postcard for um, or against, actually, someone I plan on voting for in the upcoming election in Wisconsin. No call to action, just a smear on both sides of the postcard. A smeary postcard. So... Um, well, you know, that's the American way. So the benefits are brevity. Yeah, that smear was very clear. Uh, deliver a single compelling message to a 
postcard with limited room. Okay, so that's and that's kind of a strength and a weakness. You don't have to open it, so it's very, very immediate what you see, right? Makes sense. And uh, so can be eye-catching. You get basically a hundred percent open rate. And in case you missed me today, I do have a little bit of a cold, as you can probably tell. So I just take it a little easier. That's how we do it. When you work for yourself, you pretty much have to show up. So you show up, but give yourself a little grace. Um, it's it's easy to personalize, and when I talked about this last time, I said, no, it's not easy to personalize. It's not easy to personalize in a meaningful way. It's very, very difficult. You have to, probably you have to have some idea of the purchase, past purchases, and it's not enough to just know the item. Well, sometimes it is. When I very first got started in direct mail, back in the early 80s, uh, Medical Arts Press would send a little line drawing of your business card that you ordered a year ago or whatever, and they they were guessing that you might be out. So they would send you a, a mailer with a picture in it. And that worked really well for them. But in general, you need to get more categorization. And that takes work, a lot of work. A lot of work to load orders, a lot of work to decide what categories are meaningful. In our system, we actually have multiple dimensions. So we started working with Baseball Express, and they had their items categorized bats, balls, gloves, accessories. And so, you know, that might not tell you very much. They bought a glove or they bought a bat. Um, and then they came out with a... Uh, a fast pitch girls uh, program catalog, and we said, "Are there any items that are specific to girls?" They said, "Well, we got pink batting helmets, pink, pink batting gloves. We got a baseball helmet with a hole in the back for the ponytail, ponytail slot. Those are pretty much girl items." And uh, so we utilized that to find likely girls. Uh, who are buying from Baseball Express. And we use that to extrapolate and find the girls and announce the new Fast Pitch Girls softball. We also, I called them up one day and I said, do you ever think of business to business? And they said, no, we're strictly consumer. I said, well, who buys that $5,000 pitching machine? And they said, oh, Teams, leagues, you know, major league teams, colleges. I said, do you ever think of that as business to business? I said, no. Well, in three years, we what we did was we looked for those items that would be business to business. And what we found was inexpensive items like rosin bags and lime chalk meant that you had a serious ball diamond. And we used that to find in our customers the, the teams, the, the businesses. And we... Started outbound telemarketing to those people and ended up with some salespeople. In about three years, we uh, created a three to five million dollar business, which pretty much doubled the size of the, the company. <clears throat> so it's not easy. It takes real work. It takes real thought. Those are some ideas for you. And one of the first things we do is we think about what concepts do we have in the, hidden in the uh, hidden in the transaction database and a couple of those examples a couple more 
are in my book, Spinning Straw into Gold, which is available on Kindle. It may be available. It kind of comes and goes <clears throat> on uh, in paperback. Okay, and then uh, Kent gives us a lot more insight into why the costs are what they are. 20 cents for each postcard postage rather than 48 cents because he's using every door direct mail, EDDM, which makes the total cost 37 cents per piece. Now, if you think of a six by nine, uh, you know, a big size jumbo postcard, that's about the size of, you can think of it as one page or two, maybe two page, two pages since it's both sides. Um, so you could think of it as, uh, like an 18 cents cost per page um, and and gets you an inexpensive lead. When we get down to the letters, uh, he's got a lot of information, but that's about seven, you know, four to seven times more space, depends on how much you put in there. And so if you take the, he says 57 or 57 cents for a postcard, for a letter. If you take that and just say three sheets of paper, both sides, um, that would give you a uh, that would give you about an eight cent, you know. And plus, you can put stuff on the outside to get it open. You really need to put some stuff on the outside. So that's less than half the cost, or that's about half the cost per page of a uh, of a postcard. And you think about catalog, you know. And I've always got catalogs laying around here. You think of something like this, and this might cost you ten dollars in the mail. I mean, you have to have the items, but cost per page of that is way below one cent, right? Way below. Is that right? No, it's about 500 pages, so that might be two cents. Two cents times, no, that would be 50 pages. Anyway, um, so it's whatever. Don't do math live, never, and especially when you have a cough. Um, so, he, you know, he concludes by choosing the right direct mail medium and you don't have to you know you can combine them over time sometimes you can do a postcard sometimes you can do a catalog but what you should be doing is running a couple extra each run and mailing it head to head with another format if you're going to do format change you're going to do format change it's not so important that you choose the right medium as it is that you test the medium and when you take into account the cost per piece and the cost per page you might find that bigger, more, more interesting uh, formats actually are more cost-effective. But anyway, excellent article. I highly recommend it. I'll post it to WDMA.org, and you just have to subscribe, and you can get at the show notes every day. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart.